Stephen's wife, Rachel. If you're enjoying the show, give it a rating and share it with your friends. Storyteller Orin here. Good folks of the Gemstone Concord, you know how much I value your travels between our 25 worlds. You also know how much I value your safety in these travels. Today we'll be discussing safe traveling on Subsunko. While it may be one of the smaller worlds that joined in our Concord, I would argue it is among the most beautiful. Especially in the, the Valley of Zantini where our fellow Concord mates reside. One can find no end to the charm of the local flora and fauna. But as my friends on my world of God's breath would say, every rose has its thorns. The adorable pangolins, one of the more famous fauna of our world, have a giant cousin in the forests. These giant pangolins can be trained to live amongst locals, but can be fiercely protective in the wild. Mixed amongst the greenery of the jungle in Zantini, one can find many more dangers. While delicious, Santini's green tree beans can take on a life of their own, magically defending themselves when they feel threatened by a predator, beaten and constricting their assumed foes. In the Lynx River on the valley's eastern border, one may find nests of giant jagged koi prawn, a local delicacy, but one that should only be handled by an expert hunter. Be wary always, good travelers. There are even rumors of mysterious trickster creatures in the wild, always eager to prey on unsuspecting souls. So now I feel like a dummy for not really questioning that there was a giant pangolin. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I guess I just assumed that it was like that one ate the most green beans or something. (laughs) The pangolologist that follows us is furious at you right now, Stephen. Yeah, you you can email me. Yeah, email Stephen, everyone. Flood his inbox. <laughs> um, another thing about the storyteller Orin, blah, blah, blah. Zantini sounds like... Zantini sounds like what I would order at a restaurant in the North End in Boston. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Dude, I'm now starving for some Zantini. <laughs> <laughs> Zantini with a little bit of Sunday sauce. Ooh, yeah, I don't know what that is. I have no idea. I can't, I can't even picture like a, it, like but it a, does sound... You know, sound. like a gravy. Delicious. All right. Fuck the podcast. We're going to make some food. Hell yeah. <laughs> make some Zantini right now. We, yep. We're going to make it up. Nobody knows how to make it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it involves uh, pangolin meat. Email us. I mean, you, you both have cooking experience. I'm sure you could whip up something. <laughs> I'm just a home cook. But you're I'm fucking, just a, a, fucking incredible home I'm cook. I'm just a line cook. <laughs> I'm fast. Been a line cook since knee high. Mm. Mm. It's true enough. Whose phone's vibrating? I turned mine off, or I turned mine to quiet. Somebody just vibrated. <clears throat> well, while David's looking at his <laughs> phone, I'm going to look at my phone. Um, we've been getting some Instagram followers. Nice. Anybody who's listening, if they want to follow us on Instagram, uh, you can just search us uh, at Fantasy Pants Pod. I kind of want to just shout out a few people if you guys will give me a second to do that. Let me see. We got a... Uh, I mean, there's a lot more than, than I've mentioned here, but I just I grabbed five or six random uh, Instagram followers. We got the... 
the Barbarian Barbie. Ooh. Nice. Sieg. Sieg, one, two, three, one. Uh, Midland Marauders. Linda MCG. Legends of Elias. And Babe Blade, six, six, six. Y'all remember Beyblades? No. I'll tell you, Barbarian Barbie, Beyblade, these are now actual luminaries in the setting out there doing something. (laughs) Those are solid luminary names. Well, thank you for following. You guys are now officially part of the story. (laughs) They are somewhere. They are fighting a giant somewhere together. And and some of these people I chatted with exchanged a few messages. So uh, thank you for chatting. Hope you're uh, enjoying the show. Thanks so much for uh, for taking part in this, guys. Yeah, for real, for real. So, so every now and again, I'm gonna try to, you know, when we get some new followers, I'm gonna try to shout them out. So, if you followed us recently, I didn't shout you out. I'm sorry. I'm gonna try to do my best to, to get to as many as we can. Yeah. If you're upset, email Stephen. Email Stephen. Always email Stephen. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're upset. Got yeah. Nice words to say. Email me. Email me by following us on Instagram. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. All right, cool. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I got to make an account still. I thought you did. I, I might. I, I, I looked at your page. Do I need an account to look at the page? Yeah, I no. Think, I don't want to well, like, do you want me to shout out your, I mean, didn't you like the page like yesterday? I might. I, I literally cannot remember. Huh. Huh. I thought I had the bad memory here. I am terrible at the internet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm good at though? Christmas. It's almost Christmas, guys. We haven't even talked about this. When yeah, this drops, we're going to be oh, a week before Christmas. And well, no, yeah. well, I mean, no, no, we did talk about Christmas already on Halloween. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. We were ahead of the game, so we got ourselves covered. But we got really getting to the nitty gritty because people, they've been wondering for a month now. They've been like, how do these guys celebrate Christmas? They're these like, when, are, these when is it going to be Christmas? Who we, yeah, it's not Christmas until, until Fantasy Pants says so. That's what they say, Stephen. Even in New Hampshire, we're dreaming of a white Christmas because it is now December 2nd, and there's a whole lot of grass. Yeah. No, one, no one agrees I mean, with you. <laughs> you, do, you don't want a white Christmas? The longer it's a green Christmas... No. The less snow I have to deal with. Dude, you live no, in the wrong it, state, it, it, homie. It, it, it's, it snows on Christmas, and then we're good. That's it. That's Dude, all. growing up but, as a kid, it was like a 50-50 chance if I would wear a, a winter coat over my Halloween costume. True. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, we got the biggest snow we've gotten so far, and it wasn't even an inch. Right, but the day before, we had like a bunch of rain, and so yeah. all the snow that the ski mountains artificially made, gone. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm going to enjoy my Christmas miracle of, of a snowless season. You're going to bring out the sunscreen on Christmas? Is that what you want? Yes! Dude, we gotta deal with... Okay, here's you the thing. You should go... I mean, I don't want you to actually go back to Florida, but if that's what you want, you should go back to Florida. Look, okay, here's the problem with New Hampshire, okay? Everybody, here's the problem. Tell me. I love snow in November, in, in December, in January. That's, that, that's fucking great, okay? It snows until summer. It does not stop snowing until yeah. May. Or yeah, little, that's true. It's awful. Yeah. Like, it comes to a point where you're sick of it. So, me and May... When I've when I could have been dealing with six months of snow, is delighted to deal with three or four months of snow. It's yeah. great. I mean, I grew up in Michigan, and we we got just as much, if not more, snow than New Hampshire gets. Mm. But it fucking stopped at the end of February. <sighs> right. What I wouldn't get. It, and, I mean, that's, and that's how it used March to be. That's when how it used spring to be started. Yeah. yeah. And now now this is just like we have like one and a half months of summer. Well, right. Yeah. And now we get we get ice from. November till 
January or February, and then we get a couple months of snow. Yeah. And then it's summer but, for like a minute and a half. It's not even just like consistent, easy snow to deal with. It's like we get shit on feet of snow. Right. And then nothing for two weeks and then shit on again. Like immobile. I hope we don't have any listeners in Buffalo because they just got like <laughs> they just got like literally four feet of snow yeah, like a couple of weeks on. ago. And they're sitting there listening and being like, You guys are bitches. Well, they might have a garage. <laughs> what? You don't need to shovel your car off. You and still need to shovel. Yeah. The I driveway. Would, I wouldn't know. I don't have a garage. I don't I don't get to well, how live you, that wild life. How do you get out of your driveway? I, I gotta I gotta do work after work. I gotta shovel exactly. for forever. Still got to shovel. Garage or no? Can't avoid Just it. Put your garage on the road. I li- I live in an apartment complex here where they actually have a tow <laughs> service. The tow service comes around every time the snowstorm comes and plows the, plows the drive. But I still gotta shovel my car out. Right. Man, is this fun for people? Do they care about our snow? No. No, but they care about our Christmas. That's what we're here to talk about. I want to hear Dreaming your Christmas plans. What are you guys doing? Christmas. I know what Jeremy's been doing. We all know what Jeremy's been doing in here in Fancy Pants Studios, and it's fantastic. We've been we've been we've been asking Jeremy. We've been like, hey, let's uh, let's go meet up and do this. And he's like, ah, no, we're watching uh, we're having a Christmas movie marathon with my mom, and that's the oh coolest shit cutest. I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah, cutest it's so shit. awesome. Yep. Oh, this yeah. guy is in the season. Jeremy, I mean, what are you doing this Christmas? Christmas in my family is sacred as fuck. Hell yeah, it's always been sacred as fuck. We 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 get into it. Um, I mean, as an adult, I don't, unfortunately, decorate my apartment, but it's because I live alone, and, yeah, it just seems too much. I go over to my mom's to get the Christmas decorations and all that. <laughs> I, I would be the same, um, but my wife, Rachel, immediately after Thanksgiving, pulls down all of the autumnal decorations, all the leaves go away, yep. all the pumpkin spice candles go away. And Christmas vomits all over it's, my house. It's so funny. That's that's absolutely tradition. Yeah, that's it was what like happens. it was a couple days after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think literally, I think it was two days after Thanksgiving. We went out to the Christmas tree farm, got a Christmas tree. Oh, you guys are late. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I I like a I like a tall Christmas tree, but I like a trim. You know, like a, a small Christmas tree, something that doesn't have a huge footprint. Rachel likes a tall and fat Christmas tree. Um, so every year we compromise and get a tall and fat Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like walking through the dining room is like a, like a sideways shuffle because we have a tree that's like six feet wide at the base <laughs> and there's like just enough room to squeeze by the dining room table. Um, I mean, as Christmas should be, it, it looks very festive. It looks very festive though. You, sacri- yeah. you sacrifice space for the tree. That's that's the, just how it goes. You know what? I'm just I'm gonna sit down with a hot toddy, and and by the time I'm like halfway through that glass, I'm not gonna give a shit about the Christmas tree. <laughs> Dude, I just I just love it because I I saw Stephen and his wife at uh, uh, the puppy work at the other day, and Stephen just over there like, oh man, let's hang out tonight. Let's play Overwatch. And, and Rachel just looks and like, oh no, honey, you're we're we're doing the tree tonight. We're going to get the Christmas we're tree. We're doing that. Yeah. All night, <laughs> and the look of the the power you saw on this man, so sad. I just wanted. To oh play yeah, I, re- I remember that Discord yeah. message. Now, no, nope, can't do it tonight. Yep, Christmas tree. <laughs> night. Yep, it's Christmas tree. Yep. Night. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I I hate putting Christmas decorations on the tree. Um, I I, I don't know why. I guess I'm a, a Grinch or whatever. But Rachel, you're a reasonable person, is what? Well, that yes, that too. But yeah. Rachel can always at least talk me into like. She's like, just just put the lights up for me. If you can just do the lights, because I've got the you know I've got longer arms. Rachel's you know shorter than uh, I am. Blah blah blah. 
So so I'll take the the strands and I'll run the lights. And then by the time I'm done with that, I'm a little bit more amenable <laughs> to putting decorations up. So I'll like begrudgingly like I'll be like, all right, you know what? Fine. Crack a beer. I'll put a couple decorations up. <laughs> a couple Dude. a couple goes by and then I'm like, you know what? I see a good spot for this one. And then I'm just like doing it because I just want them to be in like the best spot, I guess. Dude, the the Christmas tree decorations is absolutely the greatest part of Christmas. <laughs> what? That's I'm, a I'm, hot, I'm, t- I'm telling that's you. That's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying throw on some like uh throw on some Amy Grant Christmas. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm so, telling you. So now you're cracking into a whole new yeah. I, I want to save this for next time. <laughs> whole niche. Next time opening banter has to be about Christmas music cuz I have some opinions. All right. No, that's it. We'll do that. It might be after Christmas um, when it comes out, but it's not, guys, it sounds like this might be the end of Fantasy Pants. <laughs> so enjoy this episode, <laughs> listeners. This may be the last normal one. We're going to get into a fist fight after this. Yeah. And we'll say in the, in the David and Gabby household, uh, Christmas is both sacred and not. Uh, we, we, we enjoy the holiday season a lot, but we just, we just do uh, – we have a, kind of a tradition in our house where we put presents under our, our, our fake tree. Yeah, yuck it up, fellas. Hey, uh, we I, love our fake tree. Wh- wh- whatever tree works for you. We okay. love no, our fake hold, tree. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whatever tree works for you. What? Hold on. You were about to give me shit. You don't even know my opinion about Christmas music, but you were <laughs> fully about to end the podcast over my – Unknown opinion on Christmas music, but you're okay with the artificial Christmas tree? I grew up with an artificial Christmas tree. Oh, my God. I, Gentlemen. I, I no. <sighs> I, hey, when I moved out here and actually did the tree the first few years, I would go to the rocks yeah, over there. Fantastic. 100%. Totally. And grab a Christmas yeah. tree. I'm going to say this about Christmas trees. If you're doing artificial, you're doing it wrong. I'm going to say this about Christmas trees. If you're spending money on a tree... You could just go outside. Yeah, you totally can. You can go to the Thornton exit 24 to the uh, White Mountain National Forest headquarters. You can pay them $5 and you can go out into the White Mountain National Forest anywhere and you can cut down a Christmas tree legally. But anyway, Stephen, uh, well, presents are our fake tree, but our tradition is we have a million cats. And one of our cats, who we science call Christmas, her name is Little White because we couldn't think of an actual name. Uh, when Little White rips open a present under the tree, that day is Christmas. Um, so we had one of our Christmases yesterday. Oh, my God. Um, and we, had, we also had Christmas like the day after Thanksgiving because we each got a present. In, and we, we can't – we get presents. This is the thing. I can't hold on to a present for more than a week without dying. So if I order my presents early, I wrap them, and the day I wrap them, I just throw them at my wife. Like, open this now. I can't wait. I'm dying inside. you got to open this. I'm, the suspense is killing me every time. So we open our presents generally sporadically through the entire month. Um, That's pretty so awesome. Christmas comes, we have nothing left. We'll just go to someone else's house and oh just have, have a good time. But, like, it's great. We celebrate all month long. <laughs> so, Whimsically. It's fun. It's it's silly. But. So, so I know banter's gone on for a little while, but have I on, have I on the podcast told the story about Rachel trying to hide a Christmas gift from me. Oh, oh my gosh, no. I really want to hear this. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so this was the, was it the first or second Christmas? I think it was the first Christmas that Rachel and I were together. And we, she was living in, she was living in a small cabin that had a loft, a loft space. So it was like, you know, uh, a halfway between a staircase and a ladder up to this loft space. And I being significantly taller than Rachel 
could see into the loft just like <laughs> while casually walking around. <laughs> Rachel, from her shorter angle, couldn't see into the loft unless she got on the ladder to climb up. Whoops. So when she bought me a kayak for Christmas, decided I'm going to hide it in the loft. So I'm walking around the cabin and can very plainly see this giant kayak in the loft. Um, so even though I had already bought some Christmas stuff, I decided I was going to play it cool and bought her a kayak as well. <laughs> so we had matching kayaks for Christmas. Oh that's, my, that's, that's awesome. In, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. That's sweet. That's incredible. Yeah. When, when I is this that. one, when is this one coming out? Is this one coming out? Uh, December, I think it's the 18th. Okay. So I don't want to, I don't want to talk about what I got Rachel this year for Christmas because it's coming out before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Next time we'll do Christmas present talk. Hell and yeah. Christmas music talk, because I think we have to get to the bottom of some things. We're going to have to roll for initiative for this one. <laughs> Speaking of roll for initiative, gentlemen. Ooh. Roll for initiative. Ooh, oh, baby. Yeah. Let's play. Let's do this thing. All right, Jeremy, bring up that sirenscape. Oh, yeah. That's it right there. Uh, Jules is an eight. It's an eight? Okay. I got a good roll on those die from uh, from Jason. Zebulon got a 17 initiative. Oh, Ooh, nice. Pretty nice. good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying uh, the Encounter Builder in D&D Beyond for the first time. I'm very excited. Let's see how this goes. Oh, yeah. I got to open up this. Uh... Oh, I got to roll for Chester. Uh, Chester's a six. Six. Okay. Ooh, Jean Franklin just got a seven. Oh, that makes it easy. Okay, so they're going to go basically after Jules, two sidekicks. Boom. Easy to remember because I forgot they don't appear on D&D Beyond, so... I'll have to add, like, some sheet just to represent them in the initiative tracker. It's fine. For now, we'll just remember that after Jules, sidekicks. Perfect. So, I've got a map open for you guys. You can see there's the uh, there's the two different battlefronts going along here. We have the tank with the giant jagged koi prawns, these big purplish and blue uh, shelled beasts with these, you know, gnarled tentacle feelers coming off of them. I don't know what they look like. They're, they're coming out with their big spindly legs, launching out to attack you. Over at the prep tables, just uh, about 15 feet or so away from this tank, we have Jules and Chester each on one side of this uh, this basket of green tree beans you're about to start working at, chopping to pieces, and all of a sudden, wham! This thing comes to life and starts spreading out towards you. Now they're trying to chop you to pieces. Yeah! Damn it! I will tell you this. Those green tree beans, they're spreading out a little slow. And you guys both get the uh, the jump on them. Oh, hell yeah. But you, Zebulon, you get a little surprise when this jagged koi prawn launches out at you so fast, you barely have time to react, because oh, I'm going criminy. first in this combat. I'm going to... I'm going to ram you. All right. All right, Zebulon, how is a nine to hit? Um, yeah, that's not going to hit, man. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right, well, fortunately, that's what I got. That's going to be you. Actually, before we go here, let me touch on one last thing. I brought up the rules last time, and I just want to, like, retcon one tiny detail. I, at one point, I asked you guys if you had more questions about the rule sets, and uh, I think one thing that might come up that I didn't bring up is this. What if you finish your station, but your partner station is still active? In this case... If you finish your station, you can charge over to help your buddy out, basically. You can back up your ally. Nice. No shit. Yes. So you finish station fast enough, you can dogpile on the other station, do your task, 
finish fast. This is a race. You also cannot interfere with the other participants. I didn't mention that rule. It is a rule. You fight your fight. They fight theirs. We see who wins first. Okay. All right. Cool. cool with cool. that, Zebulon. I don't know if you see, you got two koi ponds, or er, uh, jagged koi prawns in front of you. One of them is just in front of you in the tank, one of them is about five feet into the tank, swimming towards you fast, but that one is not going yet. While you're outside the tank, you have a hard time hitting these guys. They're gonna have cover. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Gonna get a plus five to their AC. Holy shit. Okay, so this guy tried to attack me, and did I get cover? And that's one of the reasons why he. No, they're poorly. big. You got these big things that kind of reach out over you and oh, okay. kind of attack so, and they slide back in. All right, so I see, what, you, see what you're doing here. See what you're doing here. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so so from from the side of the tank here, on the outside of the tank, is this first prawn five feet from Jean Franklin. Or he is, is technically further? within five feet of it, and he has a spear. Okay, okay. So he can reach down there pretty good. Um, he can jump in the water, too. His spear will give me—he has no swim speed, but with a spear, he can fight in the water without disadvantage. Jean Franklin can jump in the water and fight without disadvantage. Does that mean that Does that mean that Zebulon would have disadvantage in the water? You would, yes. Okay, then I'm certainly not going to jump in the water. You're in a tough spot. You're in a tough spot. I know. You said he gets a plus five to AC if I'm attacking from outside? Yes. All right, screw it. I'm gonna. Oh, so that basically makes it a straight up d20 roll, because I got a plus five. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm just okay. gonna from outside here, attack him with uh, with both swords. The first roll's a 14. Ooh, second roll's a 17. Nice. Both attacks hit. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty a, good stuff. Let me find my d8 from Jason here. D8 plus three times two. All right, so that's a five plus three is eight for the first attack. Holy nice. hell. Oh, is that a one? Damn. Yep. One plus three, four for the second attack. So it's 12 total? 12 total. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you like, reach down. How, how does it look like when you reach down the water and cut at this thing? It's like it's barely sticking out still, kind of trying to slide back in after after ramming you. So, so Zebulon flips his grip. So that they're, he's holding them, oh, he's holding cool. them upside down. No way! And just kind of like, kind of like an ice axe stabs down both times. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. thing just. That's what they sound like when they get hurt, and just screeches out, and you rip into its shell. It drops in the water, fucking blue blood starts uh, reaching up to the surface. Uh, you did a good chunk out of this guy. That was excellent. Oh wait, I forgot to add the plus five to AC, didn't I? No, no, no. So I rolled, and I didn't add the plus oh, five modifier. Yes, okay, good, yeah. good. Then we're good. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, I just checked. Uh, I was thinking three-quarters cover. It's half cover by the book. It's only a plus two to AC. You hit both times anyway. You took your chunk out of that 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 giant prawn. But his buddy looks kind of mad at you. He's going to move out there. He's going to attack as well. Blocking the way from your turtle buddy to jump in the water after him. Now you're both gonna have a little trouble getting in the in the fight. So I made a mistake. Okay. I asked you at the beginning of my round yeah. if that prawn was within five feet of my ally. Yeah. But then I didn't roll for sneak attack damage. I think we can fix this with one D6 die roll. <laughs> Give me D6. Give me D6. If you'll allow me. I'll allow it. <laughs> oh great so generous. It's, DM. It's, a, it's a weird sort of side thing, but technically, yeah, he's within five feet. I will no longer break your kneecaps with a mic stand. <laughs> I'm... That's five extra damage. Holy I shit. I want to say 
This is tough to say. Because while he's within five feet technically in the spirit of the rules, it seems weird because he's like not, he's not really able to, he has to kind of reach around to get into the tank. Hey, it's the rules. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You're Could the like DM. Could I like it? Just this once. I'll allow it. So, I mean, you tell me how he helps. That's what I want to see. I want some narrative cost for this. He doesn't help at all. It's just sneak attack damage. As long as an enemy is within five feet of my ally, I get sneak attack damage. Because rogue. Well, make it sound cool. Fucking dress it up. Spice it up. People are listening. The world is listening. Well, Zebulon's like, oh my goodness, my friend, he's so close to this enemy. <laughs> you, you know what? Fuck. I had to like hit extra hard. <laughs> Take your five damage and get out. <laughs> How do you kill him? <laughs> oh my god, that's why he wanted extra. Oh, hell yeah. That's um, what I wanted to know. <laughs> okay, well, I already said that he flipped his, his sabers upside down and stabbed down. Uh, I guess the second one just like, I mean, we've all cooked a lobster here, right? Show of hands. No. Nope. Okay. I, 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 I've eaten cooked lobster. We're not monsters like you. Well, when you cook a lobster, you don't want to boil it alive. Oh, whoops. So um, YouTube it, and you'll see exactly how Zebulon does away with this prawn. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I've, I've watched people cook lobster not and safe they're for alive. Work. Oops. Yeah, I, I I don't cook lobster that way. Um. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> so, you kill this prawn. It explodes. When he jumps up, he like takes his back of his spear and maybe pins like a part of its leg to kind of give you a better opening. So it's, it's, it's trying to pull back down. It can't quite reach it. You take your two weapons, flip them in your arms, put them in there, slice the thing open. It drops in the water. That's sexy, Steven. Be sexier. Well. All right. Yeah, I'm fine right. with sexy. I just, um, I mean, sneak attack doesn't necessarily... Well, the other prawn's getting mad, and now he's going to move up there. But you know what? He's not going to... He, he saw his buddy explode near you. He's going to kind of move to the side of you, avoid you. Get up by Jean Franklin and attack your buddy. And I'm going to roll. Not my buddy. Seven points of damage. He fucking reaches out. To just, Jean? Yeah, just rips into him with his jagged koi prawn, jagged koi prawn legs. Yeah. That's a lot for Jean. Yeah, it's a lot for anybody. Seven damageo. Seven damage. Yeah. Let me see what he has. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, you kill one of them. Now I took a bite out of you. But we're going to zoom away from that point in the battlefield. We're going to go over to the prep tables, to these massive cutting board tables where this big wicker basket's filled with this, uh, this, this moving, kind of slowly reaching out, long tree beans, whatever they are. They're reaching out for you, Jules. What do you want to do about that? Actually, no, they're going for Chester. Chester had the knife. Shit. They, he had the knife. They're going for him. How do you want to handle that? It's your turn. All right, so he's going to go in with his daggers. All right, give me those rolls. It's a fucking five. That's not going to do it. Okay. So Chester reaches out, tries to stab this thing, king right into the board. It, like, parts around it and starts trying to reach up his arm to grab him. Jules, you see this. How do you want to deal with it? Uh, going with my rapier. Okay, all right. For now. Yep, going to poke at this guy. That's a 19. 19 will hit. Fuck yeah. Give me some damage. Fuck. One. So one on damage. All right. This is, this is a great start. I mean, it almost makes sense, right? Because these things are, are what <laughs> you see. Um, you're supposed to like chop it up. It's like this long bean. So, so you poke it and like, of course, it's not going to do much. It like starts to split around the, 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 the point you drive into the table around it. But like... Yeah, it's, it's like it's like 
trying to poke at this thing with a rapier. It's, it's tough. It's tough to get into it. Yeah, it is. Jules is a broccoli it really guy. Is. Um, so you guys are trying to attack this thing. It's Chester's, ah, ah, Jules, Jules, as it's climbed up his arm. We're going to launch away from that back to the prawn tank because Jean Franklin has to go. What are you doing, Jean Franklin? Jean got Franklin. cut into. So, so my original plan was to have Jean Franklin jump into the tank because, uh, as you said before, he could do that with, with, uh, with some relative ease. Um, now that he's at pretty much half HP, I'm going to play it safe. Okay. I'm going to play it safe, and I'm just going to do a, a spear attack, which spear is attack. a which is a plus three to hit. So with their three quarter cover, it's just a plus one to hit. Correct. Yeah, you go. I'll, I'll roll. I'll keep their AC in mind. You just roll what you roll. Normally. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Ooh, that's an eighteen plus three. That's going to hit. You Not a bad yeah, buddy. That's going to hit. Uh, let's see. And Not he does a Johnny boy. Get it? D six plus one. Um. So. I, I didn't specify if he was doing one-handed or two-handed. It's a D6 plus one if it's one-handed, a D8 plus one if it's two-handed. He does not have a shield, so he would, you can assume okay, two-handed so we're going to go, okay, sweet. Yep. Excellent. I didn't want to be cheese about it. No, no. I... Ah, damn, a one. That's two damaggio two to this damage. brand new he swipes down it giant blue kicks off the armor off its head but doesn't quite get in there a little bit of blood spurts into the water but not much this thing just looks madder now you're in trouble that's all we do is piss things off nice hit gene it's true gene back john? to the side of the room it's john whoever you are it's time for the plant to go this uh this, this green tree bean bundle it's gonna launch up at chester it's gonna try to constrict him. Thirteen to hit your unarmored teenage buddy. Shit, that just hits. I thought it might. Now things get bad. <laughs> you watch this thing just reach up and start wrapping around Chester rapidly. Once it touches his hand, it's like over. It just quickly constricts up his body. The knife in his hand is like held to the side. He's not able to quite get in with it as he's restrained by this thing, and it just kind of. Starts to crush in on him, and he just, ah, Jules, screams out as he takes nine Chester. points of damage. Uh, no, Chester, no! Jules, go! It's got me! That's like most of Chester's HP, right? Yes, it is. Level two for some strange reason. <laughs> Dude, right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> hey, get better at D&D. <laughs> get better at leveling us up. <laughs> That's the end of the first round, so... Lots of happening. Let me tell you what's going on on the other gonna side of the field. I'm going to start singing songs so I can get buttons over here. <laughs> you will lose. If you open your mouth to sing one tone, I'm taking every button you've ever had. Oh, well, that's zero. All right, then. Good. Keep it that way. It's the most wonderful time. On the other side of the field. That's not Zebulon. On the other side of the field, you watch as the Harangon Pepper on the other side of the tank uh, takes a bunch of damage as one of these prawns walks up and just rakes across him. Blood just spatters his his gray fur. Um, you see uh, Ramin uh, stand by him just like he opens his hands up and he shoots down this white flame down into the water. The prawn dives into the water and the flame disperses on the side and misses. Uh, Pepper actually comes down uh -huh. with his club at this prawn that attacked him and wham! Smashes it, doing massive damage. The prawn just cracks and goes limp in the water. Still up, but looking rough. Damn, he did that one move. He crit. Holy shit. Damn. It's still up. It's still up, but it looks really bad. Um, you also see on the other side of the uh, the, the, the 
prep field, basically. Uh, Dance Macabre is sort of dancing around this thing, grabs a knife, and slices down the vine, the, the, uh, the, the, the vines launching around her, and gets a nice solid cut on it. Uh, goes to strike again, and just wham! Uh, punches down at the board, uh, tries, to, tries to smash some of it, and then you see the thing just like immediately spins on her, wraps around her arm, and she too is restricted. <laughs> Uh, oh, by this thing on the other side of the field. Uh, the Goblin Trace is <laughs> trying to whack out with his scimitar. Just can't quite find purchase. That's what you see. And we're back to the heroes. Top of the round. It's going to be me. No, you killed me. It's going to be you, Zebulon. I, I, I don't see any other reason to do anything but two full attacks here with the... Uh... Oh, here's a problem. Look at the map, Zebulon. You're oh. not next to this guy. You got to dive oh, in the no. water. Or find another way. If you want to attack him from the bottom of the stairs, you're going to need to do some uh, acrobatics to climb to the top of the tank and strike. No, hell with it. Um, oh, hell with it, you say. Is is there any way for Zebulon to stand on the edge of the tank and attack down without getting into the water? I'm going to call it acrobatics to, like, essentially tightrope across the, the tiny top of the tank to sw- and also swing a weapon. It's going to be a little bit high of a check. Because okay. you're going to be trying to swing a weapon while... Standing on a tightrope. That's crazy, but I love it. I like crazy. Show me what you got, Steven. All right, I'm going to do it. Do it. Yeah, I'm going to try to see if we can, if we can, without getting in the water. Okay, so you jump up on the tank. You're moving across. Oh, no. Wait, is that a six or a nine? It's a nine. It's, it's a, nine. a nine. Okay, so that's 14. I was looking for a 15. Oh, looking are you looking, shitting I was me? looking for a 15 for that. I mean, Jesus you're, you're Christ. You're on a tightrope. All right, so all right. You go to attack. What happens. What happens? You go to attack. Here's, uh, because it's not a huge fail. I'm going to let you do your attacks, but you do fall boosh, into the water in front of this thing as you drop off this thing to strike. So it's like you you attack it a few times, um, but after your attacks are over, you're going to fall. That's what I'm going to say. So I'm going to get my two attacks without penalty, but then I'm going to be in the water? No. You're going to get your attacks with penalty. You're on the glass now. You're striking it. And then you slip and fall into the water. Oh, you're talking about the cover, the partial cover penalty. Yes. Okay. That's That's fine. That's fine. Um, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Cool. All right. Give me those. So that's a uh, 19 for the first attack. Ooh, and a seven for the second. Uh, eight for the second. Okay, you hit with the first one. All right, then I'll do my D8 plus three. Ooh, that's a five, so eight damage. And you got sneak attack. Uh, yes. Thank you, benevolent DM. Extra four points of damage. Nice. Okay. This thing looks pretty rough, actually. You just uh, cut into it again, but as you go over the last cut, you then, slice off one of its big ah, feelers. Jeez! Uh, not jeez! John of The last thing you hear is, idiots. As you, the water overtakes you, blah, 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 blah. And this koi prawn turns its bloody fucking antlerless head towards you, or antlerless, antennaless. Antlers, antennaless. You said tentacle earlier, so anything goes. As long as there's not a koi prawnologist on this, uh, on our, on our fan base, we're fine. So he turns to you, <laughs> blood leaving his face without the things it has on it, and bam, we're doing this thing. I am going to attack you now. Shit. Oh, yeah, it's my turn. Bring it on, My bitch. turn to play. How do you like a 19 to hit? Yeah, that's a hit. Oh, you like it? That's a, I don't oh, like it, but it, right. it is a hit. I thought you might like it. Great, 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 great. I've seen the damage this can do. I'm pretty nervous. Zebulon's got 14 HP. It's, it's pretty rough. Total. Should be nervous because I just rough. did 
eight points of damage oh, to you. Oh, my lanta. Holy yep. shit. And yep. just like that, Zebulon is very close to being unconscious. Oh, this thing just no strikes way. out. You're under the water. You have disadvantage fighting this thing underwater, and you feel. you yeah, Climbing out of this tank, it's going to be a little tough. Even to climb out, you're probably going to leave its, its area, and it's going to AOO you. You are in serious trouble. Yeah, that's You can only hope great. that your ally, your brand new ally, Jean Franklin, has your back, Zebulon, because your back's against the fucking tank. <laughs> wall. Tank wall. wall. The, the wall of the tank. Yes! You get the spirit of it. Jules. Yes. We're back to you. No. Chester's in a lot of trouble, Jules. It's being wrapped up by some fucking green beans. That's a weird game. Weird things happen in it. He can still take an attack, though, right? Uh, he can. can. He? he can with uh, disadvantage. Shit. Of course. Yep, he's restrained of course. currently. Of course. So let me tell you about what you can do here. You also can use a uh, your action to try to escape. So instead of attacking, you could try to escape. But the uh, he has to be a DC. It's going to be an acrobatics or an athletics check. So that's going to be either his dex stat or his strength stat. He has no... Um, uh, okay. Yeah. I get you. Proficiency. He has I no you. proficiency. I get you. Yes. Dip it, dip it, yeah, proficiency. All right, yeah. Until <laughs> they say it. Escape or disadvantage on an attack? It's a tricky one. <sighs> he's got he's to try to escape. You do you, we, we, we need that full power. For real. Fuck. It's a long fight ahead of you. All right, I'm going to roll with his decks. Oh, yeah, that baby. fucking 20. Wait, and that's with disadvantage? No, that's escape. Oh, oh it's escape. Was, oh, that's fucking escape. Shit. That's nat a, 20. That's a nat 20. Nat 20. Okay, you know what? This is cool. This yeah, it is, is cool. So It is. All right, here's what I'm going to do. It's super cool. I'm going to reward a nat 20. You normally, you know, it's like, it's like you critical escape. What does that mean? I'm going to let you roll an attack, too. He's, oh, shit. Oh, nice. That's in, great. He kind of okay. turns his, the dagger around his hand, and he manages to, like, get his hand for arm free just enough to, like, rip out this attack as he sort of slides out of this thing. He's he's just a, he's fucking snaky get slimy. Out he gets out of anything. All right, so no yeah, sarcasm. Cool. No sarcasm. Benevolent DM. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll acknowledge that. We'll give that. him this we'll one. It's a nat 20 escape. That's so cool. That is very cool. Yeah. It was He's clutch. with grace. Clutch so moment. That, I mean, that turned the, that turned the battle around. Yeah, I mean, did. things are not looking good. Zebulon has six HP. Yeah. Chester's yeah. at four. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. So a nat 20 to get an extra attack. Yeah. Yep. That's... Absolutely. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Oh, it, shit. Go on. It didn't hit. Oh, you shit. sure? It's pretty low. Six. Yeah, I didn't hit. <laughs> it hit. You're right. Are you sure about that, Jules? Absolutely right. That's you, Jules. Jester still slides out. Oh, He's sweating. <sighs> Look out of that thing, Jules. That thing's nasty. He's out, though. Yeah, that motherfucker's gonna pay for what he just did to you. Hell yeah. Get him, Jules. You don't think he's gonna get away with that? It's green beans. It's green beans. Fuck those green beans. <laughs> Eat, eat your vegetables, kids. Now when you say it like that, yeah. we're fighting fucking green beans. Come on. <laughs> the hell kind of episode is this? So good. They're living, strangling green beans. Uh, All right. I love killer green beans. I love beans. tabletop gaming so much. And that's a 15. That's going to hit. There fucking you go. A. You're stabbing it again? Yep. Hell yeah. All right. Seven. Seven Thank damage. Thank you, Jason. Not hell yeah. Thank you, bad Jason. at all. So you like... As this thing is struggling away from Chester, maybe it pulls back from him, and you catch a moment, you uh, put your weapon down, see rapier right down into the into the, uh, the wood, catching a big piece of it, and it starts to like tear itself free. And as it does, you see it almost ripping itself into pieces onto the board, and the prep begins. 
it's good solid amount of damage this thing. You're just saying the prep begins. The prep. You're prepping. Oh. You're making. You're making fucking shrimp cakes. Remember? <laughs> no. Why what did I did you do? It? Was <laughs> it, did you do a julienne? Is that what you did there? <laughs> Pretty much. Or did yeah. You do a, or did you do a matchstick? Make it some shrimp cakes. I don't know cooking terms. Uh, a rustic cut? I don't know. <laughs> All right. You're talking, get... you're, talking, you're talking to the wrong person here. Let's about roll cooking. for cut. <laughs> Jules, I'm attacking you with a eh, a nine. Nope. Okay. He just nice. turns, tries to grab you, and you just kind of manage to reel back as these things entangle the air in front of you, almost wrap themselves up into each other. Uh, and you're fine. Shuck on that, green beans. <laughs> So, uh, again, let's talk about what's going on on the other side of the field. Uh, you look to the other side, real quick, quick glance, and you see dance workers. Uh, she sort of easily flows out of the grapple, literally just like spin dance moves out of it, and like repositions herself to strike. And you see the goblin strikes down and cuts a good chunk out of his. They're getting stuff done over there. Uh, meanwhile, in the prawn tank, you can see uh, Pepper the Haringon basically just like tries to hit and just kind of and falls into the tank in a burst of water. He's stuck in the water now too. Zebulon like like flailing on the top. Uh, You see that Ramin goes and tries to to shoot another one of these uh, sacred flames out. This bright fire just burns out. The prawn launches out of the water, the one that was already hit and toasted dies. <sighs> Only one prawn left on the enemy side. Right. Oh shit. Right, but I think it's untouched though. I think it's untouched. So, yeah. I think I think we're right. still ahead. I think we're still ahead. With that, top of the round with a flailing, sinking, maybe even drowning Zebulon Black. What are you doing? Um, so I'm just going to do a single attack this time and then I'm going to take my cunning action to uh huh. You can can I over. can I dash to get out of the tank? Oh. Hmm. You could, if you were to disengage, say, it would take you, I'll, it'll take you double movement to climb out of the tank, basically. Okay, well, well, cunning action allows me to dash or disengage as a bonus action. So you could bonus action disengage so you don't get an AOL. And you could, if you were, say, move five feet back, spend ten feet to climb out of the tank... That's you know half your movement. You'd be fine. Okay, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my regular attack, okay, single attack on this on this asshole prawn, <laughs> and then I'm gonna cunning action, disengage, right. to try to get the fuck out of this tank. Disadvantage, oh, yeah. disadvantage on the attack. Let's see what you got. Oh right, you're under I'm, the okay. water. That's fine. Yep. Can you kill the prawn before it done gets you? All right. Disengage on the attack. You go get it, Zeb. Oh, shit. Nat 20. So let's see what the second roll is. If it's a nat 20, I'm going to piss myself. Get the fuck out. Who is it? Don't you fucking nat 20. You're so full of shit. Dude, I recorded it, too. What? I fucking recorded it, too. I rolled two nat 20s. Holy shit. You're kidding. That never (laughs) happened. I I don't think that... in, in In the entire history of the three of us playing together... I don't think that has ever happened in this group, dude. And I got the whole thing. That's gonna be a re- that's gonna be a real with the unbelievable skill and grace of of truly cornered prey. Fuck we yeah. see Zebulon, despite being out Fuck of his yeah. element in the Fuck water, yeah. just pull his swords out. How do you how do you kill this thing? You oh don't my god! He's he's fucking no, are you no way you don't me? kill this guy. Oh no way god. you don't kill him. How does this look? Um, ridiculous. I, 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 
I mean, it's gotta be it's gotta be one swift movement. I think I think Zebulon's gonna use his legs to kick himself up, kind of like like a water polo player to get up <laughs> out of the water. Nice. And as he's propelling himself up with his legs, he's still got his swords in that downward position, and he just with both hands at the same time. I mean, I know mechanically he's only doing one attack, but for I flavor, do not twenty. Care to both hands, to both hands, both sabers down, and uses that momentum, pushes up off the prawn to flip out of the fucking tank. That's so Holy badass. Shit. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Jules is just sitting back. Holy shit, Dan! <laughs> You're just over there, and you hear Jean Franklin as you, as you grow in the water, like, like you know, and then crunch like. Holy hell. As he just launched out of the water, Prawn explodes in the gore. You land like next to Jean Franklin on the top of the stairs, and he's just looking at you, his like bright blue eyes just astonished. I Huh. Well. Like you cut some vegetables. <laughs> Sprode spins a spear. Very well. Hell yes! Oh that was yeah. wild. That was oh, fucking yeah. wild. That um, is that is one for the highlight. Reel. I can't believe I can't believe our core died too. I'm shit. so stoked. I'm I've so only stoked. seen this happen once. Only once a nat twenty on a, on a disadvantage. We it's, will we will never stop singing Jason's praises. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That was Jason's dice. Thank you, Jason. Call- and his wife Andrea and their three D printing company MF Designs. Find them on social media. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From now on. Nat 20 disadvantage is called a natural Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Natural Jason! (laughs) And that'll probably be the first and last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll never happen again. Uh, I hope. Unless it's me. I I hope. hope. Uh, We launch back to the other side. The prawns are dead on this side. I am honestly a little uh, little astonished that this is just, like, already over, over here. We still got these green beans to deal with. Yes, I said green beans. Jules... Chester, what are you guys doing? Well, I mean, isn't it, is it the Green Bean's turn or is it Chester's turn? Chester's turn. It's Chester's turn. Chester's going with his dagger. Okay. That's what he sounds like when he attacks. Lean, mean, That's a green 12. bean machine. That's a 12. Actually, exactly hits. Fuck yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. So you going to crit two? I will punch the table. Don't you dare. I thought lean, mean, green bean machine okay. was kind of funny. <laughs> That's a, it's a four. It's a four to hit. Oh, four damage. Right. Da-doy. Um, yes. Okay. Again, he just comes out, a couple quick chops, and the green bean starts to fall apart. Yeah, a good little pile of green bean here. Maybe like around half of it is, is chopped up. They look a uh, little French cut. Yeah, a little French cut. Hey, there you nice go. Looking. There's a term. Zeb, yeah. you want, Zeb, you want the casserole this evening? <laughs> I don't have any cans to shoot, but... <laughs> That's going to be you, Jules. How do you want to deal with this? Still there, still gonna, causing gonna, trouble. Gonna just keep doing the same thing I've been doing. Okay. We've got go heat go with my rapier. Rapier. And that is a 15. That'll hit. Fuck yeah. That'll hit. Another pierce into another spot. Starts ripping itself as it's trying to free itself from your rapier's grasp. And that's a five for damage. Five. That's not bad that's at nice. all. Jewels. It's still up, but it looks mostly beat down. There's a little piece of it left. And that little piece just launches out of the basket at you, Jules. Okay. All right. That's going to be a 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Oh, boy. Oh, Jules. Shit. That's going to be seven points of damage as this thing grabs you and starts to constrict around you. We're all in bad shape. Chester! Chester! Jules, no! Um, Other side of the field. Let's talk about that. 
you see, uh, basically you just see like uh, your ally, your enemy's jewels are just da -da -da chopping down this thing repeatedly. It's almost like, like like trying to reach out, almost trying to escape from it at this point. And you see pieces, it's like pieces are like flying everywhere as they're just blazing through it. They are doing very, very well. It's looking a little scary. Meanwhile, you, Zebulon, as you're kind of like turning away. Oh, wait, for Jean Franklin. Oh, uh, you know what? I forgot uh, Jean Franklin has to go before the Divine Blight, so we'll just do that now. Jean Franklin, um, it's going to be you. You can move now to the other side of the field if you so desire. And he hasn't taken a move yet this round. He just saw you finish your prep station. If you wanted to move, he can run down to the next station. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly where, where he's going to go, head down and try to do some French cut. And from where he is, it's exactly 30 feet away. Oh, perfect. This spear. Yep. So he can get there and, and make an attack? Yeah, he just returns, bolts Excellent. down the stairs, spear still spinning, and tries to bring it down the table. And Give me that. I'm going to roll Jean's, uh, Jean's attack on Who? these green beans. Jean Franklin's. Yes, that's better. Say it right, fool. Jean Franklin? I shall whip ye. Ooh, that's just a 10. 10 to hit? 10 to hit. Nope, okay, shouldn't even have his turn. What a waste. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. You look to the side of the field, and you see ba -ba 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 -ba, blazing across the field. Uh, uh, you see Dance and Trace are just ripping through the green bee. Ba -ba -ba, pieces of green are flying around as they're just chopping this thing down to pieces. Does not look good. Meanwhile, you, Zebulon, look to the other side of the tank uh, as John Franklin runs or flees down uh, to join the other battle. You can see that the remaining prawn launches up, does a little damage to uh, to Ramin, who kind of uh, falls back, and he looks, reaches down towards the water, his hand glows, and boom, a massive bolt of energy just blasts out, homes in on the prawn, and slaps into it. The prawn almost glows with this eerie light as it's just like bleeding out into the water. But it's not done yet. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so are we, are we competing against the other team to finish by a certain time, or You're trying just to finish. Whoever finishes and first, not die. You gotta finish first. It's oh, a race. Shit. Yes. Okay. okay and okay. you, right now, look to be winning. We're going into round four of this little combat here. We're gonna start off with you, Zebulon. You're in rough shape. At the top of the stairs, you see your enemies are are, are doing pretty well, but you've already finished your side of the tank, and so you can join the next fight. Bring your advantage to Jules. What do you want to do? So, yeah. instead of jumping down to help Jules with the green beans, I want to loot the bodies. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, just, you just did that for the reaction. <laughs> uh, Watch for no. that reaction, reaction on Instagram, folks. <laughs> That's what you were doing. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump down to the uh, prep table and uh, thanks <laughs> and try to chop up some. I will say here. for you, you to get in, help, <laughs> for you to get in, John Franklin's taking that spot. You won't have enough movement to like move in the spot with him. You're going to need to do a double move. Yeah, can I? Um, oh shit! Yeah, I can. I can bonus action dash. You can. You can. You yeah, don't only so get one attack this round. That's but you fine. Can. That's fine. Okay. I'll take that. There's some barrels on the side of the table. You just see Zebulon blazes down the stairs, moves past John Franklin, past Jules, and like slides up next to the table, jumps up some, on some uh, some barrels to the side, kind of gets this little like you know nice and tall up next to the green meats, and begins to slice down. What do you do? Twelve. Hits exactly. Oh man, yep. yeah. Yep. All right, all right, nice. all right. Nice, nice. Oh yeah. 
So I chop green beans for eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Oh man, so you see Zebulon just slides in. Uh, coming to the rescue and cuts this thing down. And there's this tiny piece of it still left. Still <sighs> kind of growing out, going. It's still not finished Is yet. It? But there's green bean pieces everywhere. It's almost done. It's almost done. The stem. Who didn't pick off the stem? It's so close. We're going to move down the list here. It's going to be you, Chester. So Chester picks up the stem and throws it up like popcorn. Eats <laughs> 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 it. <laughs> Roll to chomp. Roll to chomp. Roll to chomp damage. <laughs> if you want to bite it, I will literally give you an unarmed attack if you want to just pick this thing up and bite it. Because that's funny. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know. All right, fuck it. All right, roll an armed attack. Nat 20. Get out of town. So- Oh my god. So oh, how many is that this it's round? so good. This so game. Just, literally, exactly what he said. That's, what, he that's just, four. That's four nat 20s in this this game, this one alone. What a, what a stylish finish. Chester just like grabs it off the table. He's like, hey Jules, watch this. And he throws it in the air. <laughs> and you see like, so like camera, camera kind of uh, shot from above. Just watch yeah, exactly. Like, it's like an old 3D movie. It's wrong. Comes no, out of the like, audience and it starts falling back down. Like the right attack on Chester's Titan mouth. scenes. See, unarmed attacks, when you're not proficient in them, deal one point of damage. In this case, two points of damage, since you're gonna, we're going to double Holy that. Holy shit. It had one HP left. Ah, hell yeah, Jules. Yeah. Hell yeah. Way to go, Jules. That we did. Way to go, Chester. We did it. Way to go, Sean Franklin. Don't Five. Hell yeah, That was weak. Five. One more time. There hey, we go. Come on, man, over here. Yeah, all right. I don't know what you're doing there. Yeah, all right. I'm there trying. I'm not good at this. Hell yeah. John Franklin just kind of looks at the display. He's just like, don't you dare touch me. I will say that was stellar work, though, both of you. Very well done. I'm going to go up to John Franklin and hold my hand up waiting for a high five. I, I. Oh, and I'm going to smack him in the face. Shell yeah. You brought off ruffian. I like it, Sam. <laughs> Shell yeah. Don't support that. He, he. Ugh. Hey, 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 John. What? Shell yeah. Did you guys see that, by the way? Did anybody else see what I... In the tank? Jules, that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jules. You're Jules. <laughs> Wait, who's Jules again? Zeb, that was one of the most badass things I've ever seen. Dude, right? Have you ever seen a natural 20 on disadvantage? Like, dude. Whoa. I rolled a natural Jason. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Zeb. And uh, Chester pulls up the recording diamond. <gasps> and says... Bet you wish I recorded it, huh? Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and we'll call it there. <laughs> what is this? Hey, folks. Editor Jeremy here. Uh, we at Fantasy Pants are in constant pursuit of transparency and authenticity. So in light of this, I need to let you all know that uh, we had a we had our first big audio mishap at the end of this episode, and we lost a few minutes of audio. Uh, unfortunately, I could not salvage any of it, so uh, we are actually going to be uh, kind of re-recording a little bit here. Uh, I should note, Stephen and I have no idea what David has planned for this, so whatever reactions we have will be entirely authentic, because you all deserve it. We love you guys. Here we go. So, uh, you're all fucking 
clapping hands, you're all just cheering, you're having a great old time, uh, and you kind of notice the room is has gone very quiet. Uh, this is the general murmur of the crowd, but no more applause, no more cheering. And you look at the other table, and, well, they're finished too. And I think you, know, you see, like, the, some of the judges are, are sort of, like, talking to each other, Sid Squid's talking to the Arun brothers, and maybe it's not clear right now who won. You didn't catch him at the very end. You, when you went down and you had that last one with Chester, oh, taking a bite, finishing off your last prep table, all you know is around the same time, Ramin Rasul, with a blast of his holy fire, finished off his prawns, and you saw Dance Macabre and Trace had finished theirs. But who finished first? Uh, you see like, a projector is, is sort of uh, pulled down from the top of the canvas and the people are going through the recording time. And while there's some, some uh, conferencing over, over that, uh, the, uh, the ingredients are being prepared into these promised shrimp cakes. This wonderful smell of spices and sweet shrimp fills the air. It is delightful. You're waiting. This, the anticipation of, of shrimp cakes is, 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 I imagine, just like buried behind the anticipation of waiting to know who won. And then... A few minutes later, uh, an image flickers to life on the screen. You see one of the recording diamonds is kind of hanging from above you. has been projected now through one of those conical crystals been set up on it. Uh, one of these crystal projectors onto the screen. And through some workings of, of, of the recording diamonds, you still don't know all the, all the features of these things. It's showcasing the end of the fight from above. Bird's eye view in slow motion. And you're watching watching, nail-biting tents, the other team as well, eyes fixed, glued. And you see the moment. It's Chester's, literally, literally, the same thing. It goes up towards the screen, fucking 3D movie, because it's a bird's eye view, and you just, right into his mouth. And you look, eyes flash over to the other screen, because that was the finishing blow. You feel your eyes flash over to the other team's table, and you see just afterwards, about two seconds afterwards, that one last squirming piece and Trace flies in and chops down, finishing it off and looks up. And you realize that you won. Oh my goodness, Jules, we won. And we didn't even know last week. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you were waiting to say that, Zeb. Because you knew it was coming. You won by a hair of a... So let me actually get into the, 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 the mechanics of this. You won on your turn on round eight, right? Um, or sorry, sorry, round, round four, uh, uh, initiative count eight, sorry. And they, Trace, finished theirs off in round four, initiative count five. Literally a matter of seconds in this combat. If each round Nana of combat Nana is six Boo-boo, seconds. Boo-boo, stick your head in doo-doo. <laughs> so as this goes down, there's like a uh, way like, from the other team, you see Trace is, is like holding his head and yelling, he's pounding his feet. Other, others are just looking at him like like angrily. Not not Ramin, but like Pepper and, and definitely Dance is just glaring daggers. Dance whirls on Pepper too. And she's just reaming, almost like reaming them all out. And then the Pepper's ears are down like, oh, I didn't do anything. And like, they're just like, I mean, you can tell that team is falling apart a bit over there. Zeb, look at that. We got them going crazy. Pepper, wait till you see what happens in the next episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, I love it. It's so weird. So, um, do you guys see this? Uh, the, you, know, you guys get a point. You, the, the, uh, the, the Via Rune Brothers. Gonna, uh, the Rune Brothers get together, and there's just that. The winner is the Lion! Everyone's going crazy and gets it's, it's, yeah, all excited. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, from here, you guys get a short break, a uh, short rest. 
uh, there's about an hour of downtime before the next game. They want to have this sort of intermission. Uh, they're feeding everyone the shrimp cakes that you just fucking made. They're all going around. Um, you know, taste delightful. Uh, so you're you're basically spending some time just like resting, eating. Uh, we touched over this last time, but like, but uh, a fucking Zebulon just going crazy, blah, 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 eating his food, paying no attention to the world. And I believe it was uh, Jules and Chester are just kind of taking in everything, watching, watching. Sean Franklin kind of giving you guys an eye of respect as he's realizing that the partner he's saddled with is not taking this maybe as seriously as he could. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, we're we're definitely not used to this. I, I don't think we know how we're taking it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another team. I think every once in a while, uh, you see Dance Macabre like shoots a glance over towards you. Uh, her eyes like running over Zebulon eating, running over the rest of you, and then falling onto you. Jules. I give her, I give her a wink. <laughs> <laughs> Just scowls and turns away. And yeah. um so, let me roll something. Roll a little die real quick. That's actually hilarious. Okay, so. Uh-oh. You're all just hanging out. You're eating. You're watching around, looking across the room, and you just suddenly hear like a, ouch, what the, who dares? And you realize something has just fallen from the ceiling or somewhere above and wonked John Franklin on the head and just like rolled in front of you. What? Yeah. Yeah, and actually, you were kind of looking around. I want you to roll a quick perception check uh, for you and for Chester, Jules. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jules got a three. Okay, give me Chester. So Chester's plus four. You don't know what's You were looking over. You just see you were very surprised when something bounced on John. You were looking the other direction at the time. Uh, <laughs> Chester only got an eight. Okay, yeah. Uh, he looks up. He, I think he's a little more aware, but like he's his eyes immediately jaw, you know, shoot upwards, and he's looking around. Sean Franklin's rubbing them. He's like, "Someone threw something at me. Get them! This is this is absurd, ridiculous." Is it green onions? I, it's actually not. In fact, it looks like a half-eaten fruit of some sort. I I can't help. I didn't even roll perception. <laughs> give, me, give me a basic nature check to see if you know what this fruit is. Anyone can do it. Oh, Jean, okay. Zebulon, you're looking up now. Jean Franklin's freaking out. He, you can roll for him as well. Oh, well, I got a dirty 20. Did you really? Not bad. I did really. All right. 16. And Chester got a set. Does he have? No, he doesn't have nature. No, He just, no, he just no, got no. a seven. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so I actually love this because it makes a lot of sense that... Uh, you might have crossed paths with these things. You, you've been in the city, and a lot of trade goes through, or uh, went through, uh, Tythos, rest in peace. And <laughs> I mean, it's, too, it's too soon, man. <laughs> Sorry. It's I, way too fucking soon. It's been, it's been it's actually like eight come on, episodes ago. Re- read the room. <laughs> it's been four days in game, actually, so it's yeah, pretty raw. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty raw. Um, Zebulon, you, you've lived, again, like, you're right next to the trade disc all on, on the Radiant Citadel your whole life. I mean, you've seen a lot of fruits pass through. This is a persimmon half eaten just lying on the ground uh you don't know where it came from but it's just just there it's a little weird what is that a persimmon Can I, mean, I can't be more it, specific it, than that because i've, I I've, no I've never heard that word in my entire life huh. uh, i'm it, speaking out of my ass but i think a persimmon is like a giant rose hip i don't know what that is either okay a rose hip Yes, yeah, they you are. Know, like after a rose flowers, like a, like it goes a hip to of a rose. Okay, uh, they I look can't. like a weird orange tomato. 
Yeah, just a big, round, weird orange tomato, but it's like half-eaten, uh, just lying on the ground, kind of splattered a little bit uh, on his head. So he's, he's got some splatter on his head. He's like wiping off rigorously. He kind of takes like a, a handkerchief. <clears throat> well, I want to... And he's just, like wiping his head down uh, with the sticky juice. And um, it's, it's, it's they're made... They're, they're, they're uh, generally found here on Samsunko. So... Uh, you know, it's not out of place that one would be here, but it's just weird that one came out of seemingly nowhere in the middle Can of this tent. Can we roll a persimmon check? Uh. <laughs> Don't make it that face. <laughs> All right, what's the modifier for that? Yeah. What's my persimmon modifier? <laughs> uh, tell you what, tell you what, I'm going to give you a button, but you can only use it in the next episode. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Fucking finally. <laughs> only the next episode, though. All you gotta do is make a persimmon joke around here and get a button. <laughs> you can get the joke. The next episode's already recorded. You missed it. Oh. <laughs> I, thought you meant, I thought you meant the one we're about to record no, after we record this. You think I'd be that nice to you? Please. I, I mean, I was hoping so. <laughs> I, can't, I literally can't give you one because then you wouldn't have it in the episode. You wouldn't have <laughs> used it, right? It'd be weird. It'd be weird. Well, we're, right, but we're back in time now, all right? We can't fuck with the continuum. Can't fuck with it, Steven. <laughs> We're in flux. We do something wrong, and the whole reality of our world just falls apart. Just all of a sudden, Jules is his own grandfather. And this is like exactly. this is this is like Back to the Future Two on steroids. Yes, we're in serious danger here, gentlemen. We gotta walk the fucking path. Let's walk it. We, uh, we we keep going here. All right, you guys. You don't know where the hell it came from. You had bad perception rolls. Uh, nothing stuck out. It's just a weird, stupid thing that happened. You don't know. Uh, Time goes on. Time goes on. The hour passes. Everyone gets their short rest. Everyone is fully healed up going forward. So everyone starts to funnel out after this hour passes as they're directed uh, out into the main clearing between the tents where the camera for for the the screen no longer shows the inside of this tent, but rather the inside of the third and easternmost tent where you know the last game. Madam Culp's game is being held. All you see inside, though, right now, is just, like, uh, looking down at this very dark-looking floor. It looks like the whole place is empty? It's weird. And usually you go ahead, you think you move ahead of the crowd here, they let you in first, and you guys push into this room, and you see you're walking on this thick glass, almost. And you're walking across this floor. It feels sturdy, but you look down, and all you see is, like, Pretty much just darkness below you. But there's something there. There's there's space beneath where you stand. Some kind of chamber below. And when you look around to the sides of the room, maybe a hundred feet apart, you see there's two different trap doors going down into the glass, into what lies below. And apart from that, all that's in the room is Madame Culp just sitting in the center. Uh, she's covered in these, uh, she's got her, her spirally hair is like a couple of these big caterpillars nestled in it. She's got, you know, two on or one each shoulder. She's got four of them total that she's like kind of, kind of petting and snuggling like little kittens. They're about kitten sized. And you move with the other team, not speaking a word to you. Uh, you guys move up to Adam Culp. As you move up to her, the crowd begins to move in. She kind of puts a finger up waiting and the crowd slowly gathers around you, gathering slowly around the room, encircling you, keeping their distance, staying back. But you notice the locals start this little chant. It begins to grow. Hide and seek. 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 Oh, jeez. 
And then Madame Culp just like puts a hand up, they're all kind of quiet, and she looks to you and says, Welcome to the third and final of your trials this night. My silk string hide and seek. What you see here are my precious babies. And she's kind of pets these little, little fuzzy guys. These are my tot crow caterpillars. They work with me in my tent to create all my silk wares. The string is fine and they are precious beyond belief. And she gives you all like a pointed glare from behind her glasses, uh, like sweeping across all of you when she says it. The way this game works is simple. At a command, they will affix themselves to you once taken. They will shoot a string to connect to you. They will only do so once. Each of you will take two of my little caterpillars down below. Each team goes to a separate one of these doors, leading to a separate opposite side of a large chamber below, a storage chamber for many items, furniture, drapes, many things to hide behind, to stand in your way in the dark. And the objective of the game is simple. Once you affix the caterpillars, two on each team, to members of your team, you must then reach the other side with as many as you can have intact, any strings intact. Basically, if you come out the other side with two caterpillars still attached via strings, that's two points for your team. So, you want to disrupt the other teams by taking their caterpillars off or breaking their strings. And you want to make sure it is not done to yourself. Now, you must not allow any harm to be done to my babies. And she pets the caterpillars again. And you must not physically harm your opponents. This is a sport, not a blood contest. Do you understand? Zeb, I don't know if I want to do this no more. <laughs> Okay, we understand. I think you see Trace and Dance almost look like disgruntled at this. Like they were just, oh, they were so ready. They're so ready. Um, but they go along with it. They know, everyone nods, and she continues. Very well. So, below you, you see the floor is made of a, a see-through glass. It does not show the other side. You will not see us, but we will be watching your every move. My babies glow in the dark ways. So if you affix them, you must affix them somewhere we can see from above. We want to keep track of you. If you go off into the dark, you understand, yes? Shoulders, chest, back, head. Somewhere we can see from here in the darkness. That's the only rule. Apart from that, you can affix two to one person if you want. I don't care. Just make sure we can watch the show. All good? Sounds good to me. I think so. Then, split teams. Go to your corners, enter the dark. The announcement of the game's beginning will happen while you are below. But a bell will stare down down there, and you will know it is time to enter the curtains. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. And you guys move away? Yeah. All right. I think so. I think as we're as we're splitting off and moving away, I'm kind of kind of glaring over at dance. She just kind of I think she gives you like one quick look. She flips her ponytail at you and turns oh. away from you and just the whole group just sort of moves swiftly to the other side of the room, opens the chamber without taking a look back at you, climbs down into the trap door. And I suppose you do the same then. Mhm. Mm I think so. All right then. You move across the room. The crowd is watching you eagerly. 
You reach your door and pull it open, staring down to the, the darkness below. Maybe there's a, a slight dim light off in one corner of some musty-looking room you can see, but nothing else from here. And you begin to climb down one by one. I think Jean Franklin's the last one to go down. And uh, you remember that? You know about Harry Potter and the... And, and the, uh, the uh, mm-hmm. Which one? Goblet of Fire. You watch that one? Yeah. Oh. Harry Potter, did you put your name into so, the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> he said Goblet. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> you, um... Uh, can you remember that scene, right, where everyone's cheering, they're going to the third game, and they're moving into, like, the maze, and everyone's like, oh, 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 cheering, and then they go away, and the, the maze closes, and it's just dead silence. Yeah, super that's eerie. terrifying. I love that. You drop down this ladder, and as that trapdoor closes to the room above, the light above, all the sound just... And we'll call it there. Oh, man, that's the one Robert Pattinson got in there.